TNT. 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 It's been a tough year, man. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for everyone, specifically black people, young black men. And uh, today, today is going to be it's going to be a heavy one, man. It's going to be a heavy one. We we had a lot of tragic, tragic stuff take place in the past few days. I mean, this whole year has been a tragic year just with the number of deaths. But these past couple of days have just been, man, words can't even I can't even put into words. Uh, you know, what's the feeling, I guess I should say the atmosphere. It's It's been a weird feeling in the atmosphere the past couple of days. But um, yeah, I want to welcome everybody to episode 36 of the TNT podcast, TNT, TNT, TNT. Uh, this is one half of your favorite podcast, Timothy. Of course, I'm here with my brother, uh, you know, the person, the other person that makes this podcast what it is. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. Yes, sir. This is the other half of the TNT podcast, TNT, TNT, TNT. Uh, this is Talorian. And uh, yeah, man, this is a this is a heavy one, man. Uh, I don't even know where to start. What do we even start with with uh with what's been going on in 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 the culture in the culture in the world? Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and start, you know, how how are you? How is you uh how is your head? Um did you what did you do this past weekend? What are some things that you've been that you've been doing to kind of keep your keep your headspace in a, in a positive in a positive place, I guess we should say. Before we get to the to the negative, let's let's start with some positivity today. Oh man, I've been good, bro. Uh, you know, uh, working, you know, uh, spending time with friends. Uh, you know, going out. You know, it was Veterans Day uh, a few days ago, so you know, went out with a few friends um, and uh went got some free food or whatever so just kind of went around got food and uh i'm a big food person so not saying that's like my like uh my stress reliever but it's kind of like i love like trying new foods and stuff so that uh uh and just you know being around just positive people i think that's just that's always the key i feel just being around positive people and then even if you're not around a lot of people, just finding, I kind of, I guess, trying to find like your place to zen out and just kind of your own space to just maybe meditate or something. But uh, for me, it's just been around good people. So, what about you though? Like, how, how have you been? How's your headspace? Man, I'm just trying to keep it together, my brother. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Just trying to keep it together. You know, a lot of the, a lot of what's been going on, it's uh, it's crazy how when when certain things happen to other people that you may not even necessarily know, mm-hmm. it can affect you. It can it can affect you in in some way, shape, or form. And you know, it's it's these past couple of days, I've had a heavy heart. I've had a heavy heart. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna come out and be vulnerable, as vulnerable as I can be. Mm-hmm. on our platform and you know it's been it's been a past you know the past few days have been really really heavy for me man I'm just kind of looking back at everything that's that's taken place this whole entire year and it's you know really sometimes you know you just have to sit down and just I don't know I don't know man just 
I've just been looking at everything, just been taking a look at everything that's been happening this year. And it's just been, it's been one, I know we've, we keep saying it, we say it over and over and over again, but it's been one hell of a year, man. It's been one hell of a year. And, you know, I feel like when we make it to 2021, this is going to be something that we're all going to look back on for all the people that made it through the year. We're going to be like telling our kids, like we, like, you know, in year 2020, this is what we had to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Bruh, this is I, I I told my friend the other day. This was this is a year I I never experienced a year like this before, like this many devs, this much, like the 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 back to back devs, the COVID, the just certain things, just just so much stuff happening. It's just been a this whole year has been a roller coaster, starting off in January, like. From the beginning of the year, it started off like a roller coaster. I'm like, how when the when the when Kobe passed, I was like, this is how the year's starting. I was like, what like what's gonna happen? And that was what January. I was like, how's the rest of this year about to go? And and it's just been crazy and crazier. And every time, uh, like I guess like a new month come or something, somebody is like, uh, welcome to level whatever. Of Jumanji, because bruh, one hundred percent. I agree with what you're saying, one hundred percent. At the beginning of the year, Kobe passing that was a that was a big one. But yeah, I'm just trying to just trying to keep it positive, stay positive. Um, I didn't really get into anything too crazy. This well, actually, you know what? I'm lying. I'm lying. I did get into some crazy stuff this uh, weekend. Wow. Not not anything like not not like any anything ridiculous or anything like that. When I when I say crazy, I'm just saying um, I've been paying attention to the news and I've been paying attention to the numbers uh, of COVID kind of skyrocketing. It's kind of going back up, and mm-hmm. it's you know they're talking about of course having another lockdown and so on and so forth. So with me saying that I got into something crazy this weekend, um, I actually did. I was being a little irresponsible. Um, I did go out. I did have a couple of drinks. You know, I was out around people and. You know, looking back on it now, I'm kind of wishing that I didn't do that. But, you know, I mean, I, I understand people. I, I completely understand where people are coming from when they're saying that they're tired of sitting in the house and they're tired of not being able to go places. But at the same time, you know what I mean? We have to we have to get past, you know, this this virus. And at some point, you know, we're going to have to we're going to have to all come together and, and be like, you know, we need to do what we need to do to get to get past this um so yeah i did go out this weekend um i went and got a couple of drinks we went out to dallas we were in deep ellen me and chris um shout out to chris we went out there and had a couple of drinks and um other than that i didn't really get into any like too much else this past weekend but um after going out i was just like you know i need to i need to chill i need to chill stay Mm -hmm. my ass at home I don't want to catch the virus and I 100% don't want to put, you know, people like my mom, you know, who is of age at risk. So mm-hmm. I just need to, I need to be a little bit more, a little bit more responsible with myself is all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I didn't, I didn't really get in, get into too much uh, this past weekend uh, other than, you know, what we're going to be discussing today. Um, you know, just been trying to trying to keep it pushing, man. Trying to keep it pushing like everybody else in the world right now. 
during these tough times. And, you know, I remember when we first started this podcast, you know, the number, this was when the numbers were, were through the roof and it was crazy. And I was just talking to Raquel the other day, trying to figure out how they were able to predict that we were going to have a second wave of this during October and November. And it's like, it came like right when expect when it was expected to come. And it was just crazy that they predicted that to me. So, yeah. Did, did, have they been saying anything about um, things shutting down in Dallas soon because of uh, the second wave? Um, as of right now, no, but I'm pretty sure it's coming. I'm pretty sure it's coming. It's just, If they're talking about doing a lockdown, I'm pretty sure that it's, it's going to be coming pretty soon. And you know what? I mean, if you know, it is what it is because these numbers – you know, it, it it's it's one of those things where you're you're looking at it and like one minute it's looking like it's going to be good, and then the next minute they come out with a report saying that the numbers are through the roof, and it's just like I don't I don't know, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. on 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 our side, they' about to start shutting down um, Sacramento and San Francisco. Uh, so this is like the last weekend before they shut down everything. Yeah, and, and 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 just thinking about that, man, it's it's about to get crazy again, man. I mean, you have to think about all the families and all the people that you know are about to be out of jobs, and they're not going to have any income coming in, and you know that that's one of the things that I just sit and I tell myself, man, I'm thankful that I'm still able to go to work every day, and I still have a paycheck coming in, and you know, me and Raquel are, you know, we're doing we're doing just fine. I'm not going to lie, like I can't sit up here and lie, like we're doing we're doing we're doing pretty well. Pretty well, man. That's good. Well. That's good, bro. For real. That's really good. Same over here, bro. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, bro. That's that's really, really good. Cause uh I've been hearing about people that I even know like not having jobs anymore. So it's like unfortunate. It's like dang, it's kind of messed up. And it's just like it's really affecting jobs in income it's, it's insane yeah man yeah but as i always say man we'll we'll we're gonna we're gonna get through it you know i feel like americans we you know we persevere we get through we get through everything we get through the toughest of times i'll just say that we get through the toughest of times mm-hmm. and you know for anybody that's listening to this right now if you're going through a rough patch, going through a hard time with whatever it is, family members, if, you know, job ain't working out, anybody right now that's just going through a tough time, I just want to, you know, um, send positive vibes, send positive energy towards your way. We're going to we're going to get through this. We're going to make it through the year. We're almost already done. You know, of course, they're talking about working on vaccines, which I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those people that's taking a vaccine because I don't trust it. Uh, same, they're going to, you know, they're, same, I don't, I, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I need to, I need to see that it works. I need to see that there's no ridiculous, crazy side effects. So I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to be taking that, that first wave of vaccines, but they are saying that they're going to be working on that and we should be good to go. I mean, there's there's still going to be cases, but you know, there's I think they're predicting that we're going to be in a better place by summer of 2021. So I'm hoping that that's 
that's accurate. I'm hoping that they got that right. They were able to predict that that it was going to come back again during this time. So I'm hoping that, you know, with with the summer of 2021, that this will all be like we'll be in a way, way better place than what we are now. So yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, man, look, we got we got some some stuff to get to today, man. And I really don't even know where to begin because I'm sad, but I'm also angry mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's just it's just it's just a weird, a weird feeling. And uh, you know, I feel hip hop is it's becoming it's 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 becoming I mean it's always in in some way been a scary place but it's now it's it's just it's getting out of hand it's getting out of hand and it's only it's only in hip-hop only hip-hop do you have to wake up every day and and pray that your favorite artist doesn't get murdered mm-hmm. it's crazy it's mm-hmm. insane and I just want to say for all the people out there who whenever something tragic like what we're about to discuss happens, someone loses their life, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's a normal person, it doesn't matter. It's human decency to, to to pay respects, to to say rest in peace, to send your condolences. That's human decency. You don't have to know someone to send condolences to someone. So this narrative of people hopping on on Twitter or Instagram whenever someone passes away to hop in your hop in your comments or hop in hop on your picture or whatever the case may be to leave comments saying you don't even know this person and all of a sudden, now you're a fan. You were never a fan before. Y'all are evil. Exactly, bro. That's that's my exact sentiments, bro. Because it's like when people do that, I'd be like, so that person just can't be a, a a loving person that just like sending condolences. Like, man, I didn't like. Even if they didn't listen to that person's music or they they didn't know that person, they can't just say, man, R.I.P. Like. I knew about him or like like I heard he was a cool person like I'm like I hate that he died like through like senseless like senseless acts of violence like and uh, I'm just like yeah bro I, I really feel like people like that are evil bro uh, it's it's really messed up to me y'all are evil y'all are evil it's human decency to send someone condolences you don't have to know the person to feel sad it's always sad when someone passes away when someone loses their life especially given the circumstances of what we're about to discuss mm-hmm. it's always it's it's ne- it's never a happy time when mm-hmm. when someone is murdered when someone dies it's ne- it's never it's never a happy time and i don't I just don't understand the the mindset of oh now you're a fan now because you, like no no I'm just being human are you are you human sound like you being sound like people out here being inhumane like because <laughs> bro yeah man that's exactly that's exactly what it sounds like 
But no, I just want to send condolences to uh, King Vaughn, who was murdered a couple of days ago, and Mo3, a Dallas rapper who was murdered also a couple of days after King Vaughn was murdered. This this happened mm-hmm. within within less than a week, and as I stated before, we're here we're here today on the TNT podcast with a heavy heart, not just for King Vaughn and Mo3 in particular, but for all young black men yes. who, yes. who lose their life to what I would presume to be senseless violence. Mm-hmm. Senseless violence. You know, it really bothered me that this was and I and I don't I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't really know what the what the entire beef was between King Vaughn and Quando Rondo, mm-hmm. or or what NBA YoungBoy had to do with with what took place. I'm not I'm not too sure of that whole story. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to break down what we saw on the video that was released, the video footage that was released mm-hmm. and um, try to figure out why or not, not even necessarily why, but just try to try to figure out what it is. Because I, I personally, I think, I think that this is a sickness within hip hop. This is a, and, and actually I'll even take it a step further. This is not even just a sickness within hip hop. This is a sickness within the black community. Black community. This whole whole idea of needing to be street or needing to be a gangster or, you know, whatever the case may be. I I think that this is, this is a sickness that is carried over into hip hop and it's exploited. And then once it's exploited, you find yourself in a situation like what we're in right now saying rest in peace to, King Vaughn, who was only 26 years old, Mo3, who was only 28 years old. These guys, and I know you've seen, you've seen my stance. Mm-hmm. These young men aren't even making it to the age of 30. Bruh, bruh, I, I'm saying, bro, that's why every year that I get closer to 30, bro, I'm, I'm praising God because, bro, I, I want to see, I want to see 30. I want to see 40, 50. I want to, bro, I want to live, bro. I want to live long. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that person that dies from a from a white or a, my fellow black man. Like I don't want to die that way. Like I want to die gracefully and old and like I don't want to. Yeah, especially for my like my my from black men. Like we we need to be loving each other. Like at this point, we we need to really be loving each other at this point because it's like. Yeah, bro. I, I I be trying to, I be trying to be brothers, man. Cause it's yeah, we ain't, we not making it to thirty, bro. It's sad. Yeah, it's cool. I just want y'all to know that it is it is cool to live past twenty five, man. It's cool to live past twenty five. You don't have to be out here, especially especially when you're somebody who has money. When yeah. you when you when you've made a way out, when you've gotten yourself out of the situation that you were in it's not worth it 
It's not worth it. It's really not, bro. It's really You're, not. You know, I'm pretty sure, and I actually know this to be a fact. I know that King Vaughn was creating opportunities and giving uh, a lot of his friends, probably people that grew up around him. He was putting them on payroll and he probably was able to get a lot of people out of, you know, some of these extreme, these extreme environments and extreme circumstances. And I remember at one point in time, way, way, way back in the day, you know, of course, before me and you were old enough to even understand what what was going on in hip hop. Hip hop was, was sort of an outlet or a way for these young black men to get themselves out of living in poverty and living in extreme environments and these extreme circumstances that they were kind of born into. And, you know, now I feel as though it's, it's completely backwards. It's completely backwards. You have a lot of these, you have a lot of these young, young boys that are stepping into hip hop and then becoming street. And yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, Man, you you just you just hit a point, bro. That's facts. And that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me because you you can't you can't become something that you're not necessarily you know, you you can't become street if you aren't, you know what I'm saying? If you are if you aren't cut from that cloth, if you aren't from that if you didn't if you didn't come from that so i've you know a lot of these young these young artists they're um getting in they're getting into hip-hop and they're turning into these into these uh street artists and it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all facts yeah man um i've never understood that people that like and, and, and just people that that have had just you know like working class or you know their parents was just part of the working class and they they were maybe um um like middle class or maybe lower maybe lower middle class or upper middle class or whatever and or just middle class and they want to come from or they they want to portray a life that they never had like they were poor or something like, like, it's like they want to come from that, like, saying that they were from the hood. And if they were born in, like, with money or something or a decent living, like, they, they live decently and they didn't come from, like, you know, government assistance and all of this. I never understood people wanting to come from the hood that weren't born in the hood. I never, I've never understood that. Cause people in the hood, a lot of people in the hood want to get out. It was just like they were just born into that. But I never understood a person that actually came from money that actually, or whose parents are just part of the working middle class, and they want to be from the hood. Like I've never understood that. Like I've never got that. Right. Right. What you're saying is true. 
And it's, it's becoming a real problem, which is why I said in the beginning that I think that this is I believe that this is a sickness because I believe you have these 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 record labels. You have these music execs that are seeing these these young black men that are coming from these. Um, the, the ones that really are coming for these coming from these environments, because I know that King Vaughn is from Chicago. King Vaughn is from Chicago, Lil Dirk from Chicago. They're all from Chicago. So I know for a fact that King Vaughn is is one of those thorough niggas that actually came from from those environments and i think these music um these music execs and these labels are seeing that and they're exploiting it and then you get a situation like this where now he's no longer here you know x is no longer here mo3 is now no longer here you know pop smoke is no longer here and i think it's 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 a sickness in a way because you have a lot of people you have a lot of kids who look up to these artists there's a lot of kids who looked up to xxx tentacion you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's, it's, it's really it's really really sad bro like i i just don't get and, and it's even more sad with uh especially when like the rapper that uh when it's a rapper from your city like, like mo is from dallas and you know i've lived i've lived kind of on both sides of it. I've been in the hood, then I've been in the suburbs. I've been kind of just all around when it comes to Dallas as far as growing up. But it's just like, Mo was from Dallas. So that's that's actually sad. And I know some people that like met Mo and that know Mo. And uh, like, and that's kind of, uh, that's even more sad because uh, it's like in your own city, when stuff starts happening in your own city, it's it's like, wow. Cause I know things in Dallas go up and down. It'd be, it'd be at one point seeming like Dallas be not, maybe not as bad as Chicago, but it seemed like at one point it was so many deaths. Like it was just like, it was just so much happening in Dallas. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just really sad, but yeah, RIP to Mo, uh, RIP to King Von. It's, it's just, it's getting really, really sad, bro. And uh, and 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 especially people that were around him on the regular that that I know, um, or like somebody that might have cut his hair or just some, it, it's just like crazy. Uh, just hearing about a person in Dallas, like a Dallas artist, and it, it seemed like he was starting to get bigger and everything. So it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, I really it really hits closer to home whenever whenever the artist is is from where you're from. And, you know, he he was murdered while in Dallas. So that just made it that much, you know, more. You know, it's it's, it's crazy, like you said, man, it's crazy, like you said. And it's just, it's just a sad situation. It's a really sad. It's a really sad thing to see because I was watching. I watched Lil Durk's interview with the with the Breakfast Club. Um, I think this may have been last year, I believe. I think this was last year in 2019 or maybe 2018. I don't know. Um, and, you know, he had King Vaughn there with him. He had King mm-hmm. Vaughn there with him. And, you know, he was introducing him as a new artist. You know, King Vaughn wasn't the King Vaughn that he is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, you know, he was a little bit more un- unknown at that time. And I think he had uh, King Vaughn had just gotten out of prison. And, you know, Lil Durk was just kind of explaining that, you know, he gave him an opportunity. You, you know, he's like, you want to rap? And Vaughn just, you know, started rapping. And, you know, he, uh, Lil Durk kind of gave him a deal. And 
you know, they, it just went from there. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy to see that, you know, a year or two years later, you know, and I mean, he, he, I feel like he was one of those guys that was going to be up next. He was yeah, one of those guys man. up next. That's, that's the sad part about all of this is most of these young black rappers that are passing away, they have long promising careers ahead of them mm-hmm. and dying over internet beef is, is something that's always going to be whack to me. It's whack, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to King Vaughn and his friends and family, but you know, these, these rappers that are beefing, you know, over, over the internet, over jewelry, over who has the most girls over, like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's getting to a place where it's ridiculous and it's only in hip hop where this happens. And, you know, I wanted to ask you how much blame, because I keep saying that these labels are, are exploiting these rappers. How much blame do we put on the industry for this? Because even if, you know, that they are taking these artists and they are um, exploiting where they come from, but even the ones that don't come from that life, they're, they're popularizing that type of lifestyle and behavior to us. And I think what the problem is, is that young kids, they see it and they think it's cool. And you, now you have a bunch of, a bunch of kids who don't even come from that life that are about that action. And it, just, it doesn't, it doesn't mix. Cause even, even in the video, we're going to get to the video in a second. Cause even in the video, um, it, it just looks like nobody was, was expecting it to go there. Like they weren't expecting someone to multiple people actually, because multiple people actually lost their life that day or night. Um, and it just looked like in, in the footage that they, they didn't expect it to, to go there. So I just wanted to ask you how much blame do we put on the industry for this type of behavior and this type of imagery in hip hop? Man, I, I feel like, I feel like the industry got a has a has a big hand in that. And I feel like just how the industry promotes it, they have the power to reverse the whole thing and promote positivity. Like and like I just I always go back to like KRS one and he says like the real what hip hop really is is you know peace, love, unity, and like having fun. So and he always feels you know that dealing with the industry is not real it, it's like dealing with the industry you're going to find yourself in a crazy situation like 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 almost like like it's a scam basically like it's like you got to get away from the scam because it's like if you don't it's just going to continue to happen in 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 uh and yeah, like people, you know, continuously going to promote violence and people that don't even come from that life. And then, you know, you got to also be smart enough to separate the person from the music. Like people that some people that be promoting drugs and all of that, they they don't even do it or they don't even they don't even say they never sold it. It just be like just because the audience uh, likes this. So they do that. And then, you know, some people, they know how to listen to it and not even get involved in that lifestyle. And, you know, some people are, some kids and stuff are easily manipulated or whatever. So you kind of got to know how to separate people from music, 
separate the industry from like the real from the fake as far as music, as far as the people and, you know, get back to what I guess hip hop and what music really is, because it's like if you get too deep into what the industry is, you will be in a scam. And I think the scam is to you know, like destroy black men. So you gotta you gotta you gotta know how to weave your way through that, I feel. So you just gotta be smart, I feel. As as a listener, as a person that's like indulging in the actual culture, you gotta and you gotta separate the culture from the industry. I think that's what it really is. You gotta separate the culture and the industry. And and what the real culture is, I feel, is like, you know, the love, the actual promoting positivity and in hip hop. And uh, yeah, man, you just got to know how to weave your way through and, and, and uh, separate industry from culture and, and scams and all of that, I feel. When you said separate industry from culture, man. That I like that. I like that a lot because I do feel like you have a lot of people within the music industry who don't know shit about our culture and where we come from. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that that's what's the most disgusting thing about this whole situation is this is not this is not something that you know King Von's death is not something that should be glorified and I don't mean glorified in a way where people are are saying that I don't know it's it's tricky it's it's tricky man because I I feel like the response to this is is I've seen a lot of different responses to this I've seen a lot of people who who say that you know King Vaughn did his fair share of of stuff that kind of may have gotten himself in this situation which I disagree with that, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. again, no one, no one deserves to be to to go out the way he went out. So I don't want to sit here and agree with that. But just just looking at it from a standpoint of hip hop right now being in a place where that kind of lifestyle is glamorized and people think it's a game. People think it's a joke. People think, and it's, it, the thing is, it's not, it's yeah. not like people are out here really dying. Like people are out mm-hmm. here really dying in these streets over gang violence. And, 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 you know, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not cool. Yeah. It's not cool. It's and not. I really just don't like that you know, using King Vaughn as an example, like how I said earlier, I just watched the Breakfast Club interview and it, and it really did seem like, you know, Lil Durk gave him, gave, he gave him the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lil Durk gave him the opportunity. Because I can tell you right now, I think I think it's much better when when you come from the streets and you take everything that you've learned in the streets and you apply that yeah. to your... Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, you, you just said something. You really just said something. Yeah, man, that that's the that's the that's the greatest thing that you can do. That's the greatest thing that you can do. And I think that's what Lil Dirk did. I think that's what Hove has done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's what you know Jada Kiss and them do. Cause I'll be the first one to tell you. I listen to a lot of hardcore, 
I'm yes. gonna cut you up. I'm gonna stab you up. I'm gonna kidnap your mm. mama, shoot your daughter in the face. Like I listen to a lot of that type of music, but those guys aren't really out there doing that. Like they're mm-hmm. not really out there. They they come from that. They've seen that, but they're not really out there doing that. And I think that we right now have a bunch of kids who, I mean, as as bad as it sounds, I mean. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I think these kids really think that that these rappers be out here doing what they're talking about in their music. And it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Like, I've legit watched interviews of rappers that say, that says, like, they'll say, I don't even do that. I just did that just because I knew the audience would like it. And I know people are going to buy this. And I saw, I saw a post the other day uh, that said, there's a difference between a street nigga and a hood nigga. And it was like, street nigga is somebody that's, like, he's in the streets still. Like, he he not leaving the streets. Like, he he does things in the streets. It's like, a hood nigga was someone that was like, like, he was in the streets, but he took what he learned in the street. Like, like perfect example, a drug dealer. A Drug dealers are actually brilliant, but it's like take what you did drug dealing and like hustle in another way and become a millionaire. Like, and I think people are applying that, but I think you know, and you know me, like you know me and you, like we love, like I I listen to drug dealer rap, like that's my t- I listen to that, uh, but I'm not, but at the same time, I know how to separate the person from the music and from what they really do. Perfect example, my favorite drug dealer rapper, but Jay-Z, Pusha T, Pusha T. Pusha T is a perfect example. Lyricist, he's a drug dealer rapper. He talks about drugs. He probably not going to ever stop talking about it. And I don't, and I honestly don't want his subject matter to ever change. And it's like, but we know Pusha T, what Pusha T really is like, and I, he was drug dealing, but he's not a drug dealer now. It's like he he applied that, and he's like hustling, like in the, like music now and fashion. And it's like he know how to apply what he learned when it came to hustling. So it's just you gotta just know how to separate the music from the person, from what they used to do. And I just feel like you know, certain people are just you know they they hear things and then just, it make them want to do it or something. But I don't feel like I'm that easily manipulated. I mean, you do kind of listen to what you become by it. It's, I don't know. I, I guess it, it, I think some people let it affect them so deeply and it's just, I don't know. It's, it, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a newer generation. I don't know what it is. It's just, I know some people, they just, they can't handle that. They, they probably just don't need to listen to it if they just can't handle it know how to separate it and bridge the gap or you know like just separate things because a lot of this stuff is fake bro right rappers right i'll be i'll be the first one to tell you rappers are the biggest liars and i don't want to get on here and and because i i do let me for the record i just want to say that i do think that King Vaughn was about that life. I do think that Lil Durk is about that life. I do think Chief Keith, 600 Breezy, I think all of them niggas are about that life. If y'all know the Lil JoJo story, 
Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm not at all saying that King Vaughn wasn't about that. I ain't, I ain't saying that because I do believe them Chicago niggas, they, they really be out there and they, it's really mm-hmm. Chirac out there. Like I 100% believe yes, sir. that King Vaughn was about that life. I really wanted to get to the footage that they released of this, of this uh, tragic event, I guess, that took place. Um, in the video, it clearly shows that King Vaughn is, is about that life. Um, I don't, again, I don't know, you know, what, what this beef was over. I'm not sure what problems King Vaughn has with Quando Rondo and, and young boy. I don't know what the issue is, but clearly it was something serious because in the video clip, you can see King Vaughn is, it looks like he's putting the beats on, on Quando Rondo. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with Quando Rondo's music. I am familiar with King Vaughn's music. Uh, that's, through Lil Durk because I do fuck with Lil Durk heavy. I, I and and that's another thing too. Like as soon as I saw what happened, I was like, damn man. Like I wonder. I immediately started thinking about Durk. I immediately started thinking about him, and it just sucks to see, you know, him bring someone in like that, give him an opportunity, and then you know what I'm saying. Like it, it goes back to what we keep saying, man. You just have to know how to apply what you've learned in the streets, you know, and in, into. Um, you know, like whenever you're not in the, no longer in the streets and now you're, you're making millions of dollars. And I think most of the time in those situations, those kind of people become the smartest. Those are the smartest yeah. kind of people, people who yeah. take what they've learned in the streets and apply it to their everyday life whenever they're not no longer in the streets. And I always say, man, it goes back to Hove, man. Like, look Ooh. at look at where Hove is right now. Hove is the smartest, bro. Hove is the smartest. Man, you have to look at where he is right now. But yeah, in the video, it does look like he he was he was you know he was beating the shit out of Quando Rondo. And then there's a lot of uh, a lot of conflicting a lot of conflicting stories that have come out about about what exactly happened. Uh, supposedly there was there were some cops there and they started letting off shots and they're the people they're the ones who actually ended up hitting um, King Vaughn and. Um, I won't say the individual's name here on this platform uh, that allegedly pulled the trigger to murder King Vaughn. Um, but they're saying that someone that was with Quando Rondo, one of Quando Rondo's people, is the one who ended up uh, pulling the trigger to kill him. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of conflicting stories. I'm not not really sure. I don't think right now we're where it's clear as to what happened now. However, I did watch the interview that King Vaughn's manager did with DJ Academics and he kind of did break some things down. He did say that it was not the cops who ended up shooting King Vaughn. It was the individual who was with Quando Rondo. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he was just kind of kind of talking about um people because when when it, in the video when you watch it it does look like and it's it's really really difficult did you did you you saw the video right i did i did it's it's very very difficult to to, to make out what exactly is happening in the video mm-hmm. you you see you see king vaughn walk around uh the truck that quando rondo and his people uh, supposedly were in i believe and he walks around, he sees Quando Rondo, and he immediately just swings. Like, there's no talking, there's no nothing. Within two seconds, mm-hmm. King Vaughn just swings. So, again, I think that King Vaughn is about that life. I'm going to just tell you that right now. He's about that life. 
Yes. He swings. He swings. It's a scuffle. There's a lot of people. The next thing you see is King Vaughn on the ground. And it looks like he's already been hit by this point because he's on the ground and it looks like he's, you know, I don't really want to get too graphic or anything like that. But there's a gentleman that comes over or it looks like he may have already been over there. He's it looks like he's trying to. uh, From what I've seen, people were saying that he was trying to take King Vaughn's chain. I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually, as a matter of fact, it may have been it may have been Quano Rondo. I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not too sure. It was real, real difficult to to make out what exactly was happening in the video. But as King Vaughn is laying there struggling, uh, he, his chain is is being snatched while this is happening, and. Then you see kind of everybody run out, you know, get out of the way. Everybody's moving out the way because I think, you know, the the manager was saying that the cops were just firing shots and nobody knew where the shots were coming from. So from the video, a lot of people were upset because it kind of looks like King Vaughn's team just kind of left him there. Yeah. From what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Mm -hmm. In the video is is what it's, you know, just looking with your own two eyes. That's kind of what it looks like. Now, uh, King Vaughn's manager kind of cleared that up and said that the reason why it looks like that is because every all of King Vaughn's uh, guys were in shock. They didn't know where the shots were being fired from. And, I mean, granted, I mean, again, what, what he's kind of saying is true. Um, if you weren't there, you can't really speak on what happened because we weren't there. We don't mm-hmm. know what happened. We don't know what, what was going on in that in that moment. But – they ended up releasing a different angle of the video. Mm-hmm. And in this angle, it shows King Vaughn standing by his truck with all of his dudes. And then he walks over and just immediately punches Quando Rondo. Mm. So, yeah. So this isn't good because now they're trying to fight and say that it was they killed King Vaughn in self-defense. It was self-defense. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. There's now, now with that video being released, they're saying that it was, that it was, uh, it was self-defense. And so we're just going to have to see how, how the rest of this plays out. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things, man. It's, it's one of those things where it doesn't, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to escalate this far. Man. And it's like what I said earlier. Like if you look in the if you look at the video, it does seem like people were not intending for it to go there. They were not in they, they they did not go there with the intention or or not not necessarily with the intention, but thinking that this was gonna be the last time that they saw their guy. Man. This is crazy, bro. Yeah, man, it's 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 nuts. It's insane, and and you know, I really, I just really wanted to to, to figure out what it is, like what the solution to this is, because I'll never forget when, and and this didn't necessarily have to do with. It wasn't it wasn't the same as you know this situation with King Vaughn, but I'll never forget. 
And this is another thing too. This is another thing. Stop sharing videos online of of dead bodies and pictures I of dead bodies. I hate that with a passion. Yes. And uh, what I was going to say was, was I hate it when that happens because I'll never forget when I saw the video of of X's XXX Tentacion's lifeless body yes. sitting, sitting in the driver's seat of his car with the door open mm-hmm. and people were just swarmed and they're videoing it and trying to fit like stop stop doing that I please that, I really really hate that I remember seeing the pictures and stuff of, of X and uh and I was just like bro like I'm I can't I really can't like yeah I don't I don't understand how people be like sharing that or when it or if it's a picture of like somebody that just got shot and it's like they're like laying in their own blood and I'm like how do y'all share this yeah there there's a there's a picture man that that came out of supposedly I mean a lot of people are trying to figure out if it's real or if it's fake if it's been photoshopped or whatever the case may be but there's a picture of King Vaughn's autopsy that came out. And, you know, I, I saw that picture and I was just in disgust. I was in disgust mm-hmm. that that would get out online and people would share it and retweet it. And I, I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I've never I've never understood that. Yeah, but. No, I mean, I really, I really just wanted to to kind of get a better understanding because I do, I do think that this is a problem with young black men. This this street mentality, this mentality that you have to be, you have to, you have to back up everything that you do and everything that you say, and you know these niggas are dying over internet shit and and dying over girls, and it's just like it's not, it it, it should never get to this point, and it's it's really starting to get. Like this shit needs to stop. Like we're losing a lot of these young black artists who are making a way out for themselves, and on top of that, they have families. Yep. King Von children. Mo three had kids. These are these are young black fathers that are being taken away from their kids and being able to provide. And it's 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 getting it's getting it's getting out of hand, man. And it's again, it's only in hip hop. It's only in hip hop. I was just listening to Joe Budden's podcast where they were discussing only in hip hop do you have it to where artists have to go to different cities to do a performance or you know wherever wherever they're going, do an appearance or whatever the case may be and they have to they have to make sure that they're safe. That is insane. The it's thought crazy. of that is insane. It's crazy. It's in, it's insane, and you know it, it. It's it to me. It's deeper. It's deeper. It hip hop is. It, it's it's deeper than hip hop. It's deeper than hip hop because there are a lot of there are a lot of kids out here, man, who who look up to these artists. They they listen to their favorite artists, and they try to to follow their footsteps. They try to do what their favorite artist does, and and then when they get themselves in a serious situation, they realize that they really weren't about that life. They really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy. It's crazy, and and you know it. I love hip hop as a culture. I'm never gonna stop loving, loving hip hop. I'm never gonna stop loving our culture. But we have to do better. We have to mm-hmm. do better. Yep. 
We have to do better. We have to we have to start teaching. You know, it's just like that that Hove line on four forty four and story of OJ when he said, "Don't die over the hood that your mama rented." Bruh, he said, yeah, he, like, he said, um, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama ran. Uh, bruh, like, bruh, y'all don't even own the block, bro. Y'all don't dying own. over a block you don't own. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't I, don't die over the neighborhood that your mama rent and you put money back into it. That's how you rinse it. Bruh. That's how you rinse it. Bruh, you don't even own the block. And you dying over it. It's not that deep. And I know yeah, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die over property and a house that that's that I bought with my money, not some spot I'm renting. This is not. It's never that deep to die over. Yes, bro. It, it just it never gets that deep. And how do you feel before we before we get off of this? How do you feel about about rappers feeling like they because you always want to be able to go back home mm -hmm. to your hometown where you came from, show love, you know, mm -hmm. do what you got to do. But uh, it seems like a lot of these artists, they can't necessarily go back to where they came from, because those are the places where you're the most vulnerable. Those are the places where people People know you. People know where you at. They know what spots you're at. They know where you are. So it's like you're the most vulnerable whenever you're in your hometown. But I think it's a part of it's a part of the problem that most of these rappers feel like they have to go back home to the block. They have to go back home to the streets after they've made a name for themselves, after they made all this money. And again, like it, it's you, you want to be able to show your hometown love because ultimately they they took a big hand in making you what you are. Mm -hmm. But we we've seen what happens whenever you know what I'm saying? Like we've seen what happens whenever these artists go back home, like the, the, these, you know what I'm saying? Like you have people that, that live in your hometown that, that are, that they, they envy you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They envy you. They want what you have. Exactly. And exactly. I think that that plays in a big role and I play, uh, I'm sorry, it plays a big role. And in this whole situation, not not saying because I don't think I don't think King King Vaughn was in. He was in Atlanta when this happened, I believe. I think he was in Atlanta when this happened. And um, so not not pertaining to this situation, but I do feel like a lot of artists, they 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 go home to their hometown and they feel like they need to be there. They need to go back. And, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't necessarily have to do that. You know what I'm saying? You can go back home, and be with your family, but you don't have to go back home, and be on the block. Bro, I'm gonna say something like, bro, you don't, you don't owe a nigga nothing, bro. Like, don't, like, no, like, I mean, do that if you want, but man, you don't owe nobody nothing, not even your family, bro. Like, you, like, you don't owe anybody anything. Um, you choose to do the things you want to do to like, you know, help your family. I mean, you know, like, your, you know, uh, the family that you came from, because honestly, I feel like family that you came from came from is, is great and important. I think it's even more so more important the family you create because it's like, but yeah, bro. And, and, and family don't even have to be, you know, like your blood relatives. It could be, you know, your homies or whatever. And like, but bro, 
this this uh go back to the hood like i i think it's okay sometimes but bro really a lot of niggas be envious and jealous when you come back to the hood and bro i'm i'm not going to give a nigga a chance bro to 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 get me bro on some just cuz bro i just don't feel like I just don't feel like you owe nobody anything. Like, I don't know, bro. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%, man. This it ha- this has to stop. This has to stop within hip-hop, man. We have to stop this. This, you know, I need to be tough at all times. You know, streets, the streets is everything. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, you you can be street and not be in the streets. I'm going to just say it like that. You can be street. And not be in the streets, and you know, moving forward, I just wanted to put it out there, man. Like all, all my young black men, it's time for us to taking. You know, what's important is taking care of our families, taking care of our women, taking care of our kids, making right. sure we come back home to our families. Like this is this is what's important. Do all you know, be you can be as street as you want to be, but you ain't got to be in the streets. Being right. to me. To me, being gangster and being street is taking care of your family. Yeah, taking bro. Care of your family. That's a real gangster, bro. Taking care of your family, treating your treating your woman right, treating your kids right. That's what that's what being street and that's what being a gangster is. So let's as as a culture, as a hip hop culture, let's please let let King Vaughn and and let let's do right by King Vaughn and do right by Mo3. Let's move forward and let's not let's not do all these like these shenanigans and and tar- take you know take part in these shenanigans that be that be going on beefing over beefing over stupid shit, beefing over internet shit. Niggas losing their life before they even get to the age of 30. They have you have they haven't even lived. King Vaughn was 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 about to go on, make a lot of money put a lot of money in a lot of people's pockets, take care of a lot of people, probably get more people out of poverty. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, these were all things that were going to happen. And, you know, it's, it's real, real sad because I don't know if you saw the video of Lil Durk when he was uh, supposedly on live when he had found out about what happened to King Vaughn. And you could just see it, like, in his face. Like, he was just so, man. Like, that, that was hard to watch. That was hard I saw that. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, "Wow, this is, yeah, man, it's yeah. it's sad." <sighs> yeah, man, and then and then of course with Mo three situation, you know, he I haven't really gotten a chance to look into that. A lot of people are are saying that Trap Boy Freddie may have had something to do with that. I'm not sure what what the the specifics are in that situation. That was real unfortunate. Uh, he was actually. Shot and killed um, on a high on the highway in Dallas. Uh, they're saying that he was actually shot in the head. Um, he didn't make it. So, yeah, man, it, it you know this this whole this whole street mentality, be gangster on the internet and all that shit, man. Like it's time to cut it out. It's time to cut it out. We're all grown. You know what I'm saying? I feel like right now, man. I I don't know. I don't know, man. This this shit got to stop. It's gotta stop. Yeah, man. It's it's just getting it's just sad, man. It it just it really hurts. It's painful to hear and talk about and I mean it has to be talked about, but you know, it's it's still painful because at the end of the day, like 
Like they're gone. Like it's like, bro. Yeah, man. Um, rest in peace to King Bond. Uh, rest in peace to Mo Three. Um, hopefully this is this is the last time that we have to 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 talk about our fellow young black artist. And yeah, um, yeah, man, I just wanted to, um, you know, get get that out of the way. Um, I really, really want to get to this, this, uh, this election, the elections that that just took place. um, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. I'm happy with with where we're at. I can honestly say that this was one of the most surprising one of the most surprising, controversial, I'll say, elections mm-hmm. in, a, in a very, very long time. I'm happy with the results. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of shit that's going on with it, though. Uh, we're gonna break that down and get into that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. How do let's? I, I mean, let's start this off, man. How do you how do you feel about about the results? About where we're at? About everything? Everything that that happened on or these past couple of days? with the elections Mm, i'm 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 happy with the decision uh i feel like uh it's moving america in a little bit of a better well maybe not completely better but it's like it we're 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 making the right turn into a better uh, a better america um but yeah man i'm i'm happy with the results um Shout out uh uh Camila Harris and you know Joe Biden uh as far as uh them winning uh uh and you know Camila Harris being the first uh black vice president that's that's a major thing uh giving black people and black women hope uh on possibly being the president of the United States, uh, I, probably happening next. So, um, or just a woman being president period is probably going to come eventually. So, uh, I know that gave people hope and, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the results. It's, it's, I just know that there, this is, I'm not getting too excited because I know this is still going to be a fight. Because even with all of that, I know there is still a way that Trump could still continuously be in office, and it's it's not over yet. It's it's still gonna be a fight. I, I'm happy with the results, but I know it's 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 not gonna be that simple with with, with him. Yeah, he's not he's not letting this one go. And it's it's getting really um it's getting real real tired, you know. Trump is getting real real real. It's real tiring at this point. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm happy with our results. We still do have till January. You know, January is when is when Joe Biden actually will become the next president of the United States. So we still have a little bit of time left. It's it's really not looking very good. I mean, it's not. You know, I mean, Donald Trump is really acting really really juvenile about this whole situation even even people in the trump administration are embarrassed by the way he's reacting 
with you know this turnout and you know all the all the uh the different uh the, the like the mail-in ballots and all that shit that's mm-hmm. going on he's, uh he's been throwing temper tantrums like a little girl or a little baby sorry not a little girl um but yeah um i think that we 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 still do have a lot of work to do. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that Biden is is now in office. I know a lot of people are not happy with the results. I mean, there's going to be people that are that are not going to be happy either way, so it doesn't really matter. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy that we are where we are. And yes, uh, Kamala Harris is the first. African-American woman to become vice president. So that, that was big. That was huge. Um, I'm happy to see that. Um, Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of people that, that have had some, some things to say about her. There's been a lot of uh, discrepancies about her being, or her actually being black. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people, people don't think that she's actually black. So there's there, you know, but, but at the end of the day, I feel like you're always, even at, of course, as a woman, you're always going to catch slander because you know that's just the world we live in. Um, I don't, I don't agree with that at all, and I do think that we are closer to having our, a, a woman president. I think that is definitely coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to break some things down here. Um, a lot of people are upset with some of the things that Joe Biden has done um, Mm -hmm. since he's uh, been an elected official. And same thing with uh, Kamala Harris. A lot of people are upset with some of the things that that she's done uh, because she was actually a prosecutor um, Mm -hmm. before she actually became... Um, you know, before before she got in office, mm-hmm. um, as an elected official, um, there's a there's a lot of people are upset with some of the things that she's that she's taken part in, and you know they they feel as though she um she's thrown a lot of, a lot of a lot of people of color in in jail. Yeah. Um, I've heard. Uh, I've heard things like she's had people thrown in jail because of uh like like weed and like marijuana and stuff, and then I guess um that's also making them thinking about making them think about if marijuana is a thing that is uh if if it becomes a thing where marijuana is like legal everywhere, then they're gonna then they're kind of like she threw people in jail for marijuana and it's just like it's 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 making people mad cuz they they feel like you know she's not really for us and so um yeah i I've, I've, I've definitely been been hearing things about Biden and about Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris or whatever and um yeah i don't know it's and, and more so, I feel like you know we we always you know we talk about we talk about the the elections and you know presidency and all all of that, but you know we always go back to 
your local politic, uh, a local politician. So I, I think that's where things really matter. What's happening in your in your own community and voting in your local elections and and when it comes to mayors and governors and uh, yeah, just stuff like that, like mayors, like people in the city, people in that state, um, just things that are affect, affecting you like directly more so. Not saying that the presidency isn't affecting people, but you know, I, I, I think that's always a good thing that we always advocate for on this podcast is, is getting in, involved locally um, and, you know, holding those people responsible. Yeah, it's it's a two-way streak for me. I agree with you 100%, but it's a two-way streak with me. I, I believe, and this could just be me being ignorant, but I do believe that there is more that goes into making laws making uh creating bills things like that i don't i don't necessarily think that you can just put because you know a lot of people have been saying you know joe biden had took took a big part in the crime bill and mm-hmm. you know mass incarceration of black people and thing and things like that but you have to realize that these laws and these bills they they one person doesn't just make make the law one person doesn't doesn't create what what what's in a bill and then just says okay this is what this is what's going to happen you have a lot of people that a lot of things go into that so i don't i don't want to just sit here and say that you know biden is responsible for the crime bill and and throwing a lot of black people in jail and all this shit i think that a lot of there's a lot of things that go into that it's not i don't think it's that simple is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm with with uh, Kamala Harris. You know, I've been seeing a lot of uh, what you said the the throwing throwing people in jail for drugs, and you know, she had a she had a thing where she was big on truancy. You know, kids uh, staying in school and getting an education, and you know, if they were missing school, they you know, a lot of people were saying that she was actually throwing the parents in jail. And, you know, now that's one thing, if, if that's what she was doing, that's one thing that I cannot agree with, because if you take the parent away from the child, that's, that's not going to help. That's not going to help. So if, if that mm-hmm. is true and she was actually doing that, that's one thing that I can honestly say that I don't, I, I don't support that. Um, but I, but I think that again, there's, there's a lot of things that, that, that go into being the president there's a lot of things that that go into to 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 all of these things to the way all of these things work and you know i think that we now that we have biden in office i think we just need to wait and see what's going to happen and when i say that we aren't done yet we need to hold democrats responsible because democrats are always the ones who you know they come out with their campaigns and they say what they're going to do for black people and they say this and they say that but they never they never ever really follow through so I think Democrats need to be held responsible and we need to figure out, you know, how we can we can we can hold them responsible to the point to where they're actually doing what they say that they're going to do for mm-hmm. the black community and, you know, for the poor, for the poor communities and, and, and things like that. Um, and. uh I think again. I think that we 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 still have a long way to go. We have we have a, a long way to go, 
to get to where we need to be. But I don't want to to start out negative and think that, oh, you know, Joe Biden's president now is, is going to be the same thing. No, let's let's give him a chance. Let's give Kamala Harris a chance to see what it is that they're going to do. Let's let's, uh, you know, get ourselves educated on more of their policies and, and things like that. I know people have their reservations. And again, we've said it before on this podcast that Trump and Biden weren't the two best options. But I think the you know, the United States, like we with with the way this this election went, we spoke up and you know, people were finally saying we're tired of Donald Trump and, you know, mm-hmm. him throwing t- temper tantrums about the votes and, and, and the and Republicans saying that, that they're tired of him. And they're saying that, okay, like you need to give this up. You're done. You're, you've lost. That's it. I think that says a lot. Even Republicans are coming out and saying like, look, bro, like you're done. Like it's over. It's done. Like that, that says a lot. So, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be paying close attention to, uh, what happens moving forward. And, um, yeah, man, salute to, uh, salute to Kamala Harris, man. That that's, that's big. That's big. That's, that's, that, that to me is, is history. That's history. Definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. I, I agree with, with what you said. Um, yeah, we just got to give them a chance and, uh, you know, wait wait and see wait and see like put in work but you know wait and see like you know we gotta we gotta hold these politicians and and people uh to a high standard like we gotta we gotta make sure that they keep in their word when they say certain things because you know if they if they're not keeping their word we have to we have to be the ones to make that change as far as getting them in and then out of office or whatever it is we have to do like um so yeah i think i think we should just you know stay consistent and persistent at at holding uh them to a high standard so yeah definitely yeah man and you know I, there's there's been a lot of things that i've been seeing too in regards to uh you know joe biden's um Joe Biden's supposed plan to, or or from what I've seen, and and I just want to say that this sounds like a reach to me. This is just in my opinion, though. I'm only speaking for myself. Um, I know you've been seeing a lot of the conspiracies in regards to Joe Biden possibly being, a, a, you know, into like into pedophilia and and things like that. I'm pretty sure you've seen that. I've seen that a lot, and I've seen where. Supposedly, he's supposed to be passing a law where, you know, children that are like 10, 11, 12 years old, all they need to do is give consent and then they can be in an actual relationship with an adult. And I think that that is ridiculous. I think that that is fucking ridiculous. I do not think that that's not true. Yeah, I, I think that that is ridiculous. I think it's a conspiracy. And that's another thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, because I feel like a lot of people are throwing darts at Joe Biden. And I think it's all conspiracy darts. It's conspiracy darts. And I want to just explain the reason why I felt the need to, because I, I feel like with Trump, we saw 
that he was a racist. We saw that he was a bigot. We saw all of the things that that made us say this guy does not should not be in office. We saw it. Yeah. And I feel like with Joe Biden, it's more so conspiracy. It, it's 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 more so a conspiracy with the, the, the pedophilia and things like that. And, you know, people have talked about Pizzagate and things like that. I don't want to get, I don't even want to get into that on this, on this platform. We're not even going to discuss that. I don't want to go there, but you know, all of that, I feel like, and it may or may not be true, but at the end of the day, it's conspiracy. Yeah. It's conspiracy. You, we, we can't prove that we can prove that Donald Trump is a bigot is a racist. And, you know, I would I would even go as far as to say that we, the people, are the ones that decided that it was time for him to fucking go. You know, the, the Biden administration, they did what they had to do. They put together their campaign and, and, you know, they did what they had to do. But at the end of the day, it was us. We were the ones that said, all right, we've had enough. Yep. And that, that Yes. And that just goes to show that because you have a lot of people who say the vote doesn't matter, you know, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Well, obviously, you know, what I'm saying again, y'all can fight. Y'all can fight it with conspiracies, do whatever the hell y'all feel y'all need to do. But obviously, we the people said, look, we've had enough and, and, and we got him the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yep. And he pissed about it. He's so pissed that he's having He's trying to see if other states can recount and do all of this craziness. Yeah, like I said, even 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 the Trump administration is that they're embarrassed by by what he's doing. And it's crazy because I remember when he was first elected president, you know, four years ago, he was being investigated with the Russians for also doing the same thing that he that he well not not necessarily the same thing that he's accusing Biden of but just the sense of cheating and not not being true. Yeah. It was it was the same thing. So it's funny that Trump is accusing, you know, the the Democrats of that, but he 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 was being investigated and you know again, I don't want to get in get into all that bullshit on here. We're not a political podcast. Uh but I do want to shout out to the Queen Ebony K Williams over um with with her holding court podcast um if y'all haven't listened to that please go check that out it's a very very informative podcast um ebony k williams is a very very intelligent uh black woman uh but i just wanted to shout out to her because she said something on an episode of her podcast that really really stuck with me it was in re in reference to the brianna taylor case um and they were pretty much discussing how you know none of the none of the cops were indicted and of course you know same 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 situation black black person murdered all cops walk away free with with nothing um it was in reference to that and you know she said something on there that really really stuck with me and 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 it was um she was just basically saying that you know at the end of the day we are not lawmakers we are the we are not the people that that can create these laws can change these laws you know, she was an attorney. She can't she can't make the law. You know what I'm saying? Like Biden and all like they're not the ones that are making the laws. But at the end of the day, we have the power to get the people out that do make the laws. And we have the power to become the next lawmakers. And yes, that really that really, really stuck with me because I do I do believe that, you know, especially with this with this election here. We now know that we have the power 
to 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 really make change. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm going to take it upon myself to get myself educated uh, when it comes to, excuse me, like how you said earlier, uh, local elections, local politicians, things like that. So let's let's use this. What happened this year with with, you know, the election with Biden and everything like that. Let's use that and let's move forward and let's make sure that we get, you know, the right people that we need to get in office. And again, going back to what I said, I think that. You're always going to have corrupted politicians, but you know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody's got to do it until we can get to that point. Like Ebony, Ebony K. Williams was saying, till we get the lawmakers out of there so we can get our asses in there so we can make, we can make the laws moving forward. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree a hundred percent. Yes. So shout out, shout out to the queen, Ebony K. Williams. Um, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to really, really go over um, the elections. It's been a crazy year. It's it's been a crazy year, man. It's it's, it's been insane. Never, I have never experienced a year like this before, bro. This is crazy, bro. I, I I've never seen a, this type of year. It's it's been uh, and I and and I'd be wondering if this year is setting us up for better years or man what what's what's to come next like like what's next to come or whatever like it's just like yeah 20 2020 has been a, a roller coaster 100 it has been a roller coaster and yeah I, I think i think you know i just want to speak positivity man i think you know next year it's going to be it's going to be a lot better i think this year was was it was placed here. We, we were placed in this situation by God so that we could sit our asses down and, and really get our shit together, you know, put things into perspective, see what's actually been going on in the world. And yeah, man. Yeah, man. I think, I think as, as bad as it sounds, I think this year needed to happen for a lot of us. It needed to happen mm-hmm. for a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in a sense, it, it it sounds crazy to say, um, in a sense, some people uh, this year actually saved some people, like you know, like and and people are like like how did it save anybody? I mean, people, a lot of some people got their stuff together dealing with COVID in twenty twenty, and it, some people it, it it led them to their dreams. Some people it kind of diminished their dreams i guess like but uh i mean it's it's just kind of been up and down and uh yeah man i just say get in where you fit in like figure out some things in this in this uh <laughs> in this whole pandemic or whatever you want to call this or whatever but uh yeah you just got to you just it, it it's a good time to find like creative spaces, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and it's helped with this helps some people in that, in that aspect too. So, but yeah, I know this, and, and then, you know, for a lot of us, I mean, for some of us, it's been painful for some of us, it's been great. Um, and then, you know, some of us, it's just all the emotions, everything. So, but yeah, we're going to get through it. We have to. 
Well, yeah. Um, on to some music. Uh, we do have some music talk to do. We are a music podcast. Yes, so, um, Drake and Chris Brown. Yeah, man. Yeah. Drake and Chris Brown. It looks like it looks like we're we, we could pause. I don't want to say we are. We could possibly get a Drake and Chris Brown project. And I just want to say that if if we do get that, I just want to say that I'm the one who's spoken into existence. So, uh, yes, mm-hmm. you're very welcome. <laughs> I spoke into existence and it was one of those things where it just made me sit back and just think like, I'm so happy that those two were able to get over the beef because no guidance. I know I've said it before. No guidance is one of the greatest records. Greatest duets. Is, is, is that even considered a duet? I don't care. It's a duet today. One of the greatest <laughs> duets ever. And I really, 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 really would love to hear a Drake and Chris Brown collab project. Like I am I am all the way here for that. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh that's that would be something I would love to hear. And uh, you know, if you know COVID and all of that stuff is over, I would I would definitely I would definitely love to see a tour. Oh man, that would be that would be insane. Chris Brown and Drake on a headline. Oh, that would be that would be nuts. Bro, bro. They probably would come out do their own songs, and then they probably do songs from that project. Like that would be insane. Like I, I feel like tickets for that you you gotta grab them quick. Yeah, that would be that would be that would be nuts. Um, and I feel like it would be it would have to be one of those concerts like where uh, Future and Drake did the What a Time to Be Alive show where, you know, Future would do his set and then Drake would come out and do his set and then Future would come back out and they would both do records from What a Time to Be Alive. I think it would be something similar to that. Yeah, but that would be that would be dope. Uh, that would definitely be a huge, a huge, a huge tour. Probably uh, being that would probably actually be an arena tour. Actually, they would probably have to do an arena for that. Yeah, not, not yeah. Arena. I'm sorry, not an arena, a stadium. Yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah, that because man, Drake, because Chris is big, but I think Drake is bigger, and so, but them together is like stadium worthy 100%. Um, yes, a, a Drake and Chris Brown project, we might be. We might, we might get it, and and you know, it, it, uh, you know, a while ago I would have been like, this is the end of the world, but since they pieced it up and they're and they're no longer beefing, um, I feel a little bit more confident about it, and I think I think it would be great for them to actually do a project together because no guidance came out so well that it seems like those two have already had chemistry. Uh, that record is so great that their chemistry is to the roof. Now that one record that was on um Dark Lane demo tapes, that shit I don't want to hear like no. Like I don't want to hear that. Anymore. I thought about that song because Chris Brown was just in the background vocals and I was like, he didn't even have a verse. I was upset. Like yeah, I, I don't I don't want that. I don't want that. But but uh I did read like some statements from Chris Brown as far as uh their project he or or a possible project he he did say they they do have multiple songs like i guess like in the archive like that they they just like just stored up so yeah hopefully this project comes about uh you know like and they make more songs or you know 
whatever songs they have, they just they release it as a project or something. So that'd be great. Yeah, man. And I don't know if we if we discussed this before. We may have. We may have not. I can't I can't I can't really remember. Um certain artists should not beef. Like there is no reason why Chris Brown and Drake should be beefing. And because I feel like those two, with the type of music that they make, there's nothing but magic that can be made between those two. So there's no reason that those two should have been beefing in the first place. And Mm -hmm. we missed out on 10 years worth of no guidances. And Mm -hmm. we had to wait. When did No Guidance? No Guidance came out in 2018, right? Yeah, 2019. Yeah, I think last year. Yeah, yeah. It's like we could have got, we probably could have got that 10 years ago, eight years ago. Yeah, we could have got that 10, 10 years ago, and we could have got 10 of them. And we had to wait until 2019 just for those two to do a record together. And I think that that's that that just goes to show, man, like stop all this beef shit. Like stop. Like, don't get me wrong. I do love rap beef. I ain't gonna lie. I do love rap beef. I ain't gonna hold you. Rap beef. It, it fuels me. And I think I like to see when when artists test to see how far their pen can go. But. As far as like artists like Chris Brown and Drake, man, stop all that beef shit, man. Like quit all that, quit all that beef and like Cardi B and Nicki, let it go. Like y'all can make nothing but great music mm. together. There's a lot of money to be made there. There's no reason that y'all should be beefing. Like, yeah, man, I'm 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 excited, 100% excited for a Chris Brown and Drake project, man. And that's something that I've been wanting for a very long time because those those two are. Chris Brown and Drake are probably probably two of the most talented people that we have within our culture anyway. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I feel, I feel like a project between those two would be great. And it could be just be those two, man. Like they could maybe sprinkle in like one Ty Dollar Sign feature. I feel like that would be dope. Oh, that would be fire. Yeah, that would be dope. They definitely gotta get in. Um like a Jeremiah, Jeremiah feature. Like it can it, like if it's if it like honestly, if you want me to be completely honest with you, if they do do an album together, I don't know if I want it to be any rapping on there. I think I want it to be all no guidance, like no guidance type sounds. I feel there. like I, I, I would love to hear that. I feel like I feel like Drake gonna wanna rap a little bit. I don't know. Chris Brown might wanna rap too. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting with this album because, uh, honestly, you're not going to know what to expect. They might no telling what they might give you. They might give you uh, both singing, both rapping. Uh should be interesting, but uh, I'm definitely excited about a Chris Brown and Drake project. That's, that's going to be uh, the Internet might crash. That's going to be kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I think the Internet is definitely they're definitely going to break the Internet. With that, that's that's crazy that you said that, because I definitely think that Chris Brown and Drake still have. I mean, Drake kind of breaks the Internet anyway, because it's Drake whenever he drops a project. But I feel like they Chris Brown and Drake haven't really had a moment in their career where they just completely like did something that was so huge, like how Beyonce would break the Internet or, you know, somebody like Kim Kardashian would break the Internet. Like they haven't done anything big like that yet. That's going to like destroy the internet so that's funny that you said that i definitely think that they're going to break the internet with this if, if we do get it 
But um, mm-hmm. I was I, what I wanted to say was um, I didn't really want to hear any rapping from Chris Brown because I guess I'm just thinking in the back of my mind about the fan of the fan fan of a fan album that him and Tiger put out. And I know that Drake is not Tiger, but mm-hmm. I just really don't want to hear any any rapping from Chris Brown because the rapping that was on fan of a fan the album wasn't good. It it, it wasn't. Know. At all that, I, I'm sorry that that uh, I mean for anybody that's fans of the actual album, that that album is trash to me. I'm sorry. the The mixtape, the fan of a fan mixtape, was great. The album, I don't like it at all. Facts. You know, okay, that's that's interesting. I'm glad you you brought up the mixtape because what if Drake and Chris Brown released this as like a mixtape instead of an album? Actually, you know what? I think maybe that would be a better idea or not even necessarily a mixtape. I do think that those two are going to make amazing records together, but maybe they should just drop like a small EP first to kind of test the waters, see what it's going to be like, because I know we're thinking no guidance is great and they probably have the ability to make 10 more no guidances. But sometimes when you have artists that you think are going to mesh really, really well together for an entire project, it, it doesn't go the way that that we're anticipating it to go. So maybe they should just do like a little tester and drop like a, maybe like a five, four or five song EP. And then, then if that, if that's good, then they'll, they, they should go in and work on a whole entire project together. Maybe before you know they what? end. That, that would be, that would be a great idea. I think. Cause um, and yeah, just, yeah. Like you just said, just to test the waters because, it actually might be some songs where Drake is rapping and Chris is singing like that. And then, you know, they probably do where they're both singing. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to hear that much rapping from Chris Brown. Now, Chris Brown can rap sometimes. It was just the way that he rapped on Fan of a Fan, the album. I just, it wasn't to my liking. It wasn't, I just didn't like it. But the mixtape for sure was was definitely dope. But uh, yeah, I agree. They should drop like an EP like a few songs, see how that does. And then uh, once that, if that goes well, drop an album and uh, then see how that goes. And then if if possible, give us a tour and then that'll, that'll be really crazy. So. Yeah, man, I'm definitely, I'm definitely ready, man. And, and even if it's a five song EP, I'm still excited. I'm still ready. I'm still you know, ready to hear those two on some more records together. I feel like with the the Dark Lane demo tapes record, Drake didn't really utilize Chris Brown uh, well in that. So, you know, this is this is this is time for them to to come together and and do what we've all been waiting for. I know a long time for a, a lot of us have been waiting on Chris Brown and Drake to make to make several records together. And I know uh, Drake has already confirmed that they've recorded several records together. So. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine, you know, how good those records are going to sound. But yeah, man, shout out to, to Drake and Chris Brown. I definitely can't wait for that. If if we do get that, uh, I, I would think that that would come next year. Uh, I do think that since Drake is getting ready to drop cert- Certified Loverboy uh, in 2021, it's going to be a Drake takeover. You know, usually when Drake drops drops his album, he has, you know, he, he takes it over. It's Drake season. Drake season is upon us. So shout out to... Uh, Drake and Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. For sure. For sure. You know what I just thought about? What if what if there's like some records from like Drake's so far gone days that him and Chris did? That would be crazy. 
that would be insane. Although I think that unfortunately their beef does go back to so far gone time. I, I, I definitely think that Drake hasn't really liked, you know, before they pieced it up, I don't think that Drake was really fond of Chris Brown, even before, because I know we all remember that one incident where they got into a fight at the club and people mm-hmm. were throwing bottles and somebody got cut or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That was that was like eight years ago. That was 2012. So I know that Drake has just not fucked with Chris Brown for a long time. So I I I, I agree with what you're saying. If that if that if they did have music from that time, that would be classic. I'm, I'm calling that classic off rip. But yep, same. But I don't think I don't think that they, you know, I don't think they had any contact back mm-hmm. then time, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm excited, bro. I'm 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 ready to hear how that's gonna sound. One hundred percent. Shout out to Drake and Chris Brown. We fuck with y'all heavy. For sure. For sure. Um, Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion mm-hmm. is getting ready to release her debut album on Friday. Do we have any predictions that there will be a Tory Lanez response on this project? Hmm. I don't think she's going to do a, a response. Um, just because, you know, Meg Thee Stallion likes to, you know, make music that's just kind of that people can just enjoy and just listen to or whatever. But I don't put I don't put it past her. We She might throw in a subliminal. Or, or a little sneak this or something. You honestly with Meg, you just never know. But I don't think she would actually diss him. But honestly, I can, I still can't tell. So I would we would literally have to wait when the album like wait till the album drops. So it's it's hard to say off rip, but I always say expect the unexpected. Yeah, wouldn't it be something that if Meg the Stallion, because you know she has. She has uh, her her deal. I think she has a management deal with Rock Nation. It would be crazy if if she got Jay on a record and you know they was they was doing a response to all that shit that Tory Lanez was talking on his album about about Rock Nation. Man, mm. that would be that would be something crazy. But Ooh. yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know if she's gonna respond to Tory Lanez. I, I would like I would like for her to to respond through music since Tory Lanez took it upon himself to reply to all of his allegations through music. I think that Meg Thee Stallion would, is, is one of those artists who would be able to maybe when it, when it's over the music and on wax, she might be able to, you know, give it, give it to us raw pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Every time you do that, it's hilarious. Pause. Give it, give it to us raw and uncut. Pause. But no, nah, man, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to hear to hear Meg Thee Stallion's album, man. She's had one hell of a year. Uh, GQ just actually named her as I think best new artist, like best new artist this year. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty big. Uh, of course, we all know that she has records with Beyonce. Um, she did the the Cardi B WAP. She had the Nicki Minaj record. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion has had a very, very, very big year. She put the album on on the streaming platforms, but when you go and look, or maybe, maybe it's not streaming platforms, maybe it's Apple, like where you can go and pre-order, you can see, well, you can't see the track. You can see the track list, 
but you can't see like the names of the songs and the features. So I'm thinking she did that because she she definitely has a big feature on this project, and I'm just trying to figure out who the big feature is. Maybe we can speculate. Mm. Maybe we can. Yeah, maybe we can speculate today on a TNT podcast. I'm. I, I, the reason why I said Ho is because she already had the Beyonce record. She has mm. ties with Rock Nation. I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw some things out in the universe. Um, I think it would be. Yeah, man. Which if she got a Jay Z feature, bro, fam, it's gonna be bro Beyonce and Jay, bro. That would be insane. I was just about to say if she if she secures the whole feature, where and I know it's early, it's early, it's it's very very early. She you know Meg Thee Stallion is still still considered a new artist to me. But if she gets a whole feature this early in her career, she will have gotten B and J. I think that that Meg Thee Stallion is going to be our next. And I and I, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite because, you know, I'll, we always talk about how we pit women against each uh, uh, fans, pit female artists against each other all the time. But. I think that Meg Thee Stallion is going to be the next, like, Nikki. Like, she's she's going to be up there, man. She's going to be she's going to yeah. be up there. She gets that whole that whole stamp. Yeah, she she might be she might be the reigning person, like, as far as like you know, uh, like being on radio and like commercial, like, uh, uh, rapper. Like a female rapper or whatever, she she might be she might be having holding the crown, bro. Like, not saying she's the queen of hip hop or nothing. I'm saying like, cause you know, uh, like I wouldn't I would of course I wouldn't put her like over uh, Rhapsody or nobody. I'm saying as far as just uh, influence and just as far as like commercial hip hop and uh like being like kind of like a Nicki Cardi type of rapper she 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 might be holding that because i put i put rhapsody in the mc realm more so so yeah 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 i completely understand what you're saying yeah I, i'm i'm just saying like is she gonna be the next like big for not like you know like big superstar Nicki minaj you know, because when Nikki when Nikki first came in, she she took off she took off quick. She became a superstar quick, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of seeing that with with Meg. And you know, mm-hmm. she's had she's had a phenomenal year. Last year for her was phenomenal too. She had a phenomenal mm-hmm. year last year, but this year has been a phenomenal year with the with the BET Hip Hop Awards, getting getting Beyonce on a, on a remix. Her song said that the regular song Savage without Beyonce it was a huge thing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And gone viral, you know, and even aside from the allegations that even even if that didn't happen, if the Tory Lane situation did not even take place, Meg Thee Stallion would still have a huge year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really hate that people are trying to trying to take that away from her. I'm not trying to be like a captain, save a hoe right now or anything like that. But I hate that people are trying to take take that away they're trying to pull the rug from up underneath her like she's had a huge year man a huge yeah. year yep she really did um i don't know bro she she just part of that new wave it's like 
uh her uh the baby little baby is like they they like some of those people like that's just kind of they they what's there was new and they could possibly be here for a while yeah yeah she's you know meg you have to really look at she had two of the biggest records this year mm-hmm. two of the biggest records that came out this year she is a part of which is savage and wap i think wap is it wap is still going mm-hmm. wap is still is still going and yeah, man, I'm 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 excited. I, I can't wait to listen to this Meg album, man. Like I cannot wait to listen to Meg Thee Stallion's album. And uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, again. We talked about Ciroc the MC on our previous episode. You y'all already know how we feel about Rhapsody at this point. Um, I want to shout out to Armani Caesar, who is the first lady over at Griselda. So Griselda oh, signed. Snap. Yep, Griselda signed uh, a female MC. Um, her name is Armani Caesar. I uh, she dropped a project this year called The Meg, and it's dope. It's dope. Oh, oh man, I'm I'm glad you said something about her because man, I'm about to listen. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy because yeah. Griselda in itself, Griselda as a crew as a group is just insane. They got a female MC. She she definitely can spit. Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her project is called. The Meg, definitely go go check that project out. But yeah, I can't wait to hear Meg The Stallion's project. I can't wait to see who the features are. I can't wait to see. Uh, I think I think this is going to be big. It's going to be a big big moment uh, for her. Uh, you know, seeing that this is her debut album. She's she's been. You have to look at this too. Like she's been doing what she's doing now, all off of mixtapes, mm-hmm. all off of mixtapes and free projects. So. Yeah, man, she 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 secured the Beyonce and Cardi B and Nicki without even putting out an album yet. So the fact that she was able to do that and we're just now finally about to get her debut album in November of 2020 is nuts. It's nuts. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I know me and you, we don't talk about we don't talk numbers a lot. But how do you think she's going to possibly do the first week this comes out? Oh, she's going to do well. She's going to do extremely well. And because I can tell you right now, she's going to put the Savage remix on the album. That's going to immediately do numbers. It's it's already done numbers. She's going to, I believe she's going to put some other records that she's had out already on the album as a bonus. So just off the, off the Savage remix. Yes, she, she's out of here. So if you want me to give you a ballpark number, I'm thinking she's going to do, I'll say 100, I'm going to say 130K. I'm going to say she's going to do 130K first week. I'm going to just, I'm going to guess and say maybe 200. I'm going to just guess. 200? I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to just throw a number out. Hey, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, wouldn't even disagree with you, man. You know, she's, again, she's had a big, she's had a very, very big year. Very very successful year, so I'm 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 gonna say 130k. You say 200k. That's good. Those numbers are good. Those numbers yeah. are great. Actually, those numbers are great. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm 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 ready to see how uh how this album is. I'm I'm ready to listen to it. It's gonna be interesting. Yep. And you know the pettiness in me wants there to be a Tory Lanez response. She doesn't have to do like a diss record or anything like that, but she can at least 
you know, address some of the things that were said on Tory Lanez's project. Um, but yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for Meg Thee Stallion. Peace to the queen, Meg Thee Stallion. We love you. We fuck with you here on the TNT podcast. Um, stick Sticking to music. We're, we're staying on music uh, to wrap this up. Uh, the weekend. The weekend is confirmed to be performing at the Super Bowl in 2021. How do we feel? Uh, honestly, that's uh, I think I don't think it's bad. Uh, that's that's actually not a shock to me. Uh, the weekend is one of the biggest artists in the world, so um, I mean, it's the weekend, bro. And I don't know, it's just he he has that type of fame where it's just like he he's one of those people that definitely is on the list to be uh, a performer at the Super Bowl. But, you know, I know I can understand the other side of it, you know, people uh, not supporting the NFL, you know, dealing with the Colin Kaepernick and the like they not wanting anything to do with the halftime show and all of this. But people still going to watch it. That's probably going to make the views go up as far as uh, the NFL and just all of that stuff. But or as far as the Super Bowl. But um, hey, I think I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I say, uh, take it how you want it. Hey, people, people still gonna watch it. So, what about you? Do you have any certain? Do you feel a certain type of way about him performing, or how do you feel about that? No, nah, I wouldn't say that I feel a way. I, I wouldn't say that I feel a way about it. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day performing at the Super Bowl is a big thing. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at it from, from all angles. And most of these artists, which the it's like what you said, the weekend is, is, is huge now. Like he's a big, he's a big artist now. And I'm just to be honest with you. I didn't, this is no hate, no hate at all. I did not think that the weekend was going to be this big of an artist. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Just really, really, bro, that's crazy. I, I thought I, I saw it. I saw it. Like, because I remember when I, I first started listening to him, I was, I think it was my 10th grade year of high school. It was like 2010. And, uh, or our, our 10th grade year of high school. Um, so like 2010, so like House of Balloons. I was like the first thing I heard. And I was like, when I heard it, I was just like, he gonna be big. I, I felt like he was. I just felt that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about it at all. And he's he's out of there. You you know, you know a nigga is big whenever you don't see them do interviews. I ain't ever I'm telling you, when I watched the <laughs> Bro <laughs> I thought about that same thing. I was like, bro, because when I first started listening to him, so you know, even when people drop like their first second mixtape, they got like some notoriety, like as far as like interview, like he was he was popping in the streets or whatever. But it was just like you couldn't find not one interview him of him. And I was like, why does this man not have any interviews? And it's like he got a couple, but he don't he don't be on the Breakfast Club. He don't be on Hot 97. He don't be like he don't be meeting with like Angie Martinez. He don't be I don't I don't be seeing him with like nobody like much as far as like the big interviews. I don't sway. I don't think I've ever seen him on sway. Uh it's just like those big top tier interviewers, those people that's just big uh, and, and been big for 20, like 
10, 20, 30 years with this radio stuff, but I, I don't even see him on there. And it's like, it, it's crazy. Like, I like it, at least with, uh, like, you know, with Beyonce, we've, we, there's some footages, like footage of her, like, but it's like with the weekend, it's like maybe a couple out there. Cause he, he does not do interviews. New word alert, new word alert. Footages get flued out. <laughs> I thought that was like, bro, I just said a word that did not exist. <laughs> no, nah, we 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 gonna run with that. We gonna run with that. Footages, I like it. I can't believe myself. Like that definitely ain't a word. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, man. Every look, everybody's getting flued out. But no, nah, man. I um I agree with everything you just said. That that's why I was saying like you know you know a nigga is is a, is a big artist whenever they don't have no interviews because the only interview that I ever saw him do was with Zane Lowe, and that was when Starboy came out, which was 2016. And when I was watching that interview, I was like, yo, I ain't never heard this dude speak in my life. I ain't never heard him say <laughs> nothing. Yeah, but. Yeah, man, he don't, he don't, he's one of them ones, man. He ain't got to do interviews. You don't got to do interviews if you don't want to. But staying on the Super Bowl thing, um, yes, I, I, I asked you because uh, I wanted to know what your thoughts were in regards to him agreeing to perform at the Super Bowl after all of the controversy in regards to Kaepernick. And um, I don't, I, I'm not really upset about it because as I was saying before, so the Super Bowl for artists is it's a big it's a big moment. It's a way for an artist to which again, no, I don't I don't want to say present themselves to the world, but there's millions of people that are watching the Super Bowl. There's gonna be I don't know how the how it's gonna be this year with the with the uh stadium with COVID, but nonetheless, there's gonna be millions of people that are gonna be tuning in to the Super Bowl. So that's only good for whoever is performing at the Super Bowl because their streams are fixing to go through the roof. Albums fixing to go through the roof. And he, he just dropped an album this year, uh, which is actually funny that we're actually talking about this, about him performing at the stadium, uh, the, the stadium, at the Super Bowl, because I'm actually supposed to be going to see the weekend in concert next year. His concert actually got pushed back. It was supposed to be this year in July, but it got pushed back to, I think, July of 2021. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like by that time he's already going to have new music out. Cause I, I still love the new project that the after hours album that he just put out. I'm st- I still fuck with that album. Yeah. Same, same. It's actually, this was, it, it was almost, I, I felt like you this time. Like I thought it took me a few listens to actually like this album. I didn't like it when I first heard it, like at all. I didn't like it at all. I like maybe two, three songs, but, uh, I listened through it like a few more times and it's actually a really good album. Yeah, man. I remember we talked about it on episode, damn, what was that? Episode four? Was that yeah, episode four? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. but yeah, man. But no. it's, it's a good album. Yeah, man. It's dope. 100%. But um, no, I can't, I can't um, wait to see what it is that he's going to perform. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a, a pretty dope performance. I just hope it's not it's not one of those pre-recorded performances. And yes, we do care about the health and safety of all the artists that we love here on this podcast. But 
I don't want to see a pre-recorded performance for the Super Bowl. I want to see him, and, and maybe it could it could be a thing where when he comes out to perform, if there is a crowd, they can maybe close it off or something, or maybe uh, maybe have him perform like somewhere close or I, like I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna work that out, but I don't want to see a pre-recorded performance. Um, and the the last the last dope. Super Bowl performance that I can remember was Beyonce when she performed Formation when she was making that mm-hmm. statement and pissed everybody off in America. Yeah. Um, that was the last dope performance that that I can remember, and I think it was last year. It was Travis Scott and Adam Levine, correct? Yeah, Travis Scott, Adam Levine, Big Boy. Uh, I think that was it. I think. Yeah, and there was a lot. I remember there being a lot of controversy because Travis Scott decided that he wanted to do it. So I'm wondering if if the weekend is going to get the same backlash. It, 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 and honestly, from what I've seen, a lot of people are excited about the fact that he's going to be performing at the Super Bowl. So I'm just wondering to see if if there's going to be any backlash or anything like that. I'm pretty sure Jay had a big hand in getting the weekend to actually come perform at the Super Bowl. Because uh, I knew I do know that that Jay's partnership with the NFL, one of his incentives was to improve the halftime performance. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I um, and I know I know uh, Jay had got a lot of flack for getting with the Super Bowl, you know, uh, like getting with the NFL and and dealing with them and stuff like that, but you know. I feel like maybe some people just didn't understand. Uh, it's like uh, he. I feel like Jay was actually trying to help uh, in a lot of ways because I feel like I always feel like when he's doing something, it's there's a greater good, a greater cause. Like, and I always feel like he's working in the background, and people just they don't know. They just kind of seeing it with some different type of eyes. Like they're not. They don't really know who he's talking to and stuff like that to help fix certain things. I always feel like he's doing work in the background and that people just don't know. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, he did get a lot of backlash for teaming up with the NFL. That's unfortunate. But yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to see the weekend uh, hit that stage and perform. I'm pretty sure he's going to do a lot of his classic classic record so um salute to the weekend peace to the weekend um and before we get out of here i know you're excited and i know that i'm excited tribe call quest versus outcast man yes sir yes sir uh so you know you know to for me uh Andre 3000 is like, that's like my number one, number two MC or yeah. Like him and him and black thought are like my, like my number one and twos uh, or just the greatest MCs. Even I don't even want to compare them as one and twos. Like they're just, those are my MCs. So I know uh, as far as hits and all of that, It'll, it'll, uh, it's probably outcast, but I know as far as like influence in a bigger, like 
I don't know, just a bigger influence and just more grimy. Well, I wouldn't say grimy hip hop, but you know, back to the like basics of hip hop is like tribe. And um, but yeah, man, this is gonna be great for the culture because I love both. And uh, I'm excited, man. I I just I'm glad that they're gonna keep this this uh versus battle thing going because I saw a statement that. Swiss Beat said that it's it's not a uh, a thing for like just quarantine or a thing for just COVID. It's just this is just something that they're gonna try to constantly do just for the culture. So I'm I'm really happy about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm excited about this one. You know you know how I feel about Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest is my favorite group of all time right after Wu-Tang it's for me it's mm-hmm. Wu-Tang and then Tribe Called Quest and then of course I love Outkast mm-hmm. but uh this is going to be probably one of the ones that I'm going to be excited about or probably the most excited about since the RZA and DJ Premier and I feel like that just comes from a place of my nerdy nerdism I don't know if nerdism is a word but it's a word today my nerdism for hip-hop mm-hmm. and um uh, this is this is one of the ones that I'm really excited about. And yes, I I, um, I didn't get to to read that statement that uh, Swizz Beats actually put out. So I'm glad that you actually said that because I was getting scared. I was getting scared for a minute that the versus battles were going to stop. But now that he's saying that this is not going to be just a, a quarantine thing, I'm very very happy about that because I do want to see this continue to go. There's a lot of people that I want to see in a versus battle still. So I'm happy about that. Uh, but as far as Tribe Call Quest and Outcast, man, this is going to be an interesting one. I do, I do think that that this is going to be one of those ones where, of course, I think that Outcast has way more hits. Obviously, they have way more hits than than Tribe Call Quest. So this mm-hmm. one, I think, is going to be more so for the vibe. I think people are going to be watching this, and it, it's it's almost like the the um, RZA and DJ Premier. This one is just for the culture. Like you, yeah. you have you have those versus battles where it's like, ah, okay, like who's going, who has the bigger hits, who has the bigger songs, whatever the case may be. But this one and the RZA and DJ Premier, those these are for the culture. Like these are for people like you and me who appreciate, yeah, who appreciate hip hop. And yeah, man, I can't I can't wait to see what happens. Um, as far as it goes for me. I'm going to have to roll with Tribe Called Quest, man. Like, they have mm-hmm. their you know, Midnight Marauders and um, uh, what's the the album that came after Midnight Marauders? Um, shit, I'm having a fucking brain fart right now. What is it called? The uh, something? Uh... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken. Not after Midnight Marauders. I'm talking about Low End Theory. I'm sorry. They have... That's the that's the album I was thinking about. Low end theory. Yeah, low end theory. Midnight Marauders. Uh, those are classic projects, and I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be able to see. Hopefully, because I mean, even even with COVID breaking out this year, I mean, I still feel like Jada Kiss and and Fab Ross and Two Chains, DMX and Snoop. They were still able to to be in the same room, so I'm hoping that they're gonna they're gonna do that with Tribe and Outcast, and I just can't wait to see. I'm begging begging the hip hop gods. I'm begging the hip hop gods 
that if they do actually get this to happen, somebody find Andre 3000. I, I don't want it to be where it's a versus battle where, you know, uh, Q-Tip is there and, you know, all the people that were in Tribe Called Quest um, and it's and, and just Big Boy without Outcast. Bro, I need I need three stacks to be there, bro. That it that guy is bro. It's just it ain't the same if it ain't him there physically. Like he he needs to it need to be him and Big Boy playing these songs or performing. Bro, I want to just see Three Stacks perform them. Facts, facts. Yeah, I want. I definitely want to see them do some performances. I think the energy is going to be great. Uh, rest in peace to uh, Five Dog. Of course, he won't be able to. To actually be there, and I was just thinking that it was going to be real, real heavy, just just not having him there. Like I'm pretty sure it's going to be heavy for Tribe Called Quest to to be there and play their records, and, and hearing Fife's voice, it's going to be real, real heavy. So, man, I <laughs> I just I just thought about something. So I don't I don't know if you ever saw uh, any videos of a uh, Five Dogs uh, funeral. But Andre 3000 actually spoke at the funeral, and he was talking about how there was supposed to be a Tribe Called Quest Outcast album, and uh, it just like oh, never happened. Oh my god! Oh my yep. god! Yep. And uh, Andre 3000 was on their last album too, so it's it's really gonna be love. Oh yeah, he was on that last album. That last album was incredible. That last yep. Tribe Called Quest album was phenomenal i still play that to this day there's a lot of phenomenal records on that so yes i do think it's going to be it's going to be one of those ones for the culture and you know it's a lot it's going to be a lot of god mcs in the building i'm pretty sure uh consequence will probably be there because he was heavily involved with trial call quest jerobi white um who else who else am i forgetting ali shahid muhammad he'll be there uh, peace, peace to him. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for this Outcast battle, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you are on the Outcast side, correct? Yeah, because you know I'm, I'm an Andre 3000 fanatic, so that's, that's really my main reason. That's just like my number. One. That's just like my, my, my MC, bro. Like that's just my guy. Yeah, man, I feel you. I feel you 100%. So it's going to be it's going to be a uh, TNT Timothy versus Talorian with the Tribe Call <laughs> Quest versus Outcast. Yeah, man. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be a good time, man. I'm a, I'm going to have I'm going to have my popcorn and drinks ready. Oh yeah, man. We we might have to FaceTime. We might have to FaceTime for that, man. For sure. I'm a, I'm going to be having it here on the laptop in the big screen and uh just yeah, man. Definitely we can definitely call during that. That's going to be fire. Facts, man. Salute to Outcast and Tribe Call Quest. Those are hip hop gods, hip hop yes, gods, right there, man. And I, Ooh, you know, it, I, yes, God MCs. And I have not. I've I've only seen this confirmed. I haven't seen a date or anything as of yet. So I don't know when this is supposed to take place. But as soon as we get a date, we will definitely let everyone know. You already know. I'm gonna let you know. Um, and yeah, I can't can't wait for this to go down. Uh, and while we're on versus battles, something crazy happened, something that I never in a million years would have thought mm-hmm. happened. And I feel like you already know where I'm about to go with this. Go ahead and say it. 
Yep, I'm ready. The, this this battle that we about to talk about. Jeezy versus Gucci. Yo. What the fuck? <laughs> yo, it's actually happening. This is crazy. Who who the hell pulled this off? I know it was probably Swizz and Timberland, but they must have had to get Someone, somebody was in there. Somebody else was in that room somewhere. I don't know. I don't know who they got on the phone. I don't know. I don't know how they got this to happen, but this is going to be one crazy battle. I think the battle itself is going to be nuts, but just, just, just off the names, Gucci and Jeezy, like for the people that know the history between those two, we're not going to get into that today. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to get into the details. But if you know, mm-hmm. if you know what 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 you know what's taking place between those two, this is insane. This is an insane moment that they were able to get these two to actually even talk to each other. Just talk. Yep. yep. And it's I'm gonna be crazy. I'm gonna be. Yeah, man. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with you. This is gonna be one of those ones where I know for a fact that. Well, I'm not going to say I know for a fact because I don't know. I don't think these two are going to be in the same room. I don't. Bro, because I'm how I'm feeling, bro. If they are in the same room, I'm going to be nervous. Man, like I said, man, I don't know. I don't know how they were able to pull this one off. This is nuts. But, you know, it's already divided. It's already divided. You know, people are already saying that Jeezy is the real trap god and Jeezy ain't nothing, and I and I think right now, from what I've seen, you know what I'm saying. People are more so with you know riding with Gucci on this one. Jeezy, Jeezy has a lot of big records, but Gucci is one of those artists where I feel like the hood, the streets know, the streets yep. know, they know Gucci. You know what I'm saying? They know Gucci. Yep. He's been in this for a long time, and his ties with the streets, people mm-hmm. are, you know what I'm saying? I think people are just going to ride with, with Gucci. Uh, I fuck with Jeezy. I'm a, I'm a big Jeezy fan. But this one is going to be, when I say that, the Tribe Called Quest and RZA and all that was one for the books, this one is going to be one for the books because, not again, not just the battle itself, but just the fact that we don't necessarily know how this is going to go. So if it does mm-hmm. end up being where those two are able to get past what has happened between them, this is a win for hip hop. Right. This is a win for hip hop, win for the culture, everything. Win and definitely just, you know, piggybacking off of what we talked about earlier, this is going to be a win for black men coming together and saying, you know what? Yes. Yeah. And saying, you know what? Let's forget about our past and let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's get this money. Let's move forward. And it is what it is. So we're yep. definitely um we're definitely gonna be discussing that battle right here on the TNT podcast. So everybody make sure y'all tune into that. We're gonna have to FaceTime for that one too. That's gonna be one one crazy night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. I'm telling you, I'm gonna have my popcorn and drinks ready, bro. Like that's that's gonna be legendary. One hundred percent. Salute to Jeezy and Ross, man. Ross, Jesus Christ. 
Salute to uh, Jeezy and Gucci. And that's funny that I said Ross because <laughs> Jeezy, Jeezy also had beef with Ross at one point. So that's that's funny. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, man. Salute to those two. Those are legends. Uh, Southern legends right there. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's really all I have for the music part, man. Was there anything that we forgot that we should go back over, discuss? Anything? Not on my side. I think we pretty much covered everything. All right, man. Look, we appreciate you guys for tuning in to episode 36 of the TNT podcast, TNT, TNT, TNT. We will be right back at you guys with another one. And let me tell you right now, a lot of crazy shit has been going on. So we'll be right back at you guys with another one. Thank you so much for listening. And we're out. We're out of here. Peace.